The skies are beginning to swarm with satellites, and in the lead at this moment is China. In the last six months, the Chinese have launched a swarm of low-Earth orbit satellites. They launched 41 more of these low-orbit satellites. Now, Beijing states that these satellites are mainly aimed at providing commercial remote sensing services. But the question is this, are they really? Or more accurately, is this their only mission? Now, the Americans, of course, don't think so. America believes that China is using its low-Earth orbit satellites to spy on the United States of America's military installations. America uses these kind of satellites for precisely the same reason. That the US spy satellites had executed a staggering count of 14 close-in reconnaissance missions on the Chinese high-orbit satellites within a span of less than two years. China is also planning to send a mega constellation of a staggering 13,500 low-Earth orbit satellites by the year 2027. Chinese communist satellites, folks, and you know what? The evidence reveals that lasers have been fired from those satellites in orbit on Hawaii. Welcome to Whistleblower Wednesday on the Rob Manus Show here at the Red Voice Media Network, where we dare to bring you the facts and the truth which makes us very dangerous. The other thing that makes us unique and dangerous is we're bringing it to the audience on X Spaces by simulcast in this show. And yes, if you're in the audience and you put your hand up or ask for a microphone, our hostess Shell will make sure that you can get an opportunity to either ask a question or make a comment at least once in all four segments of the show today. Well, the DACI-1 satellite is publicly stated as what? An atmospheric environment monitoring satellite. In the world of cloak and dagger, you always have a cover story, actually several layers of cover stories. An atmospheric environment monitoring satellite? The description is so bland it can mean just about anything. You know, at first, the U-2 spy plane was described as a weather research aircraft, and NASA still calls it one. That cover story lasted about 10 seconds once the first U-2 was shot down over the old Soviet Union. We flew deep and wide until the Soviets could do something about it. That's the opening line that I just read you from today's guest's article about China's new satellite constellations and their potential to not only spy but possibly do harm kinetically through lasers and other means to their enemies, like the United States. China is obviously continuing the Communist Party's primary objective, defeat the United States through unrestricted warfare, as stated in the Global Times in May of 2019. The Global Times is the Communist Chinese Party's newspaper. Whether it's dominating the recent BRICS summit threatening Taiwan and the USA with military force, or controlling the Panama Canal, which is a fact. The CCP is on an unrelenting march to displace us, and we weaken ourselves further every single day in a rudderless approach to everything, domestic and foreign. Well, my guest today is Colonel John Mills, U.S. Army retired. He's the author of the book, The Nation Will Follow, and is a national security professional with service in five eras, the Cold War, Peace Dividend, War on Terror, World in Chaos, and now Great Power Competition. He's the former director of cybersecurity policy, strategy, and international affairs at the Department of Defense. John's also a senior fellow at the Center for Security Policy 
and a member of the Spectrum Group. He's Colonel Rhett John on Substack, Getter, and Truth. You got to go there and subscribe to this man. He's also the author of that first book, The Nation Will Follow, but it is available now. But the second book, The War Against the Deep State, is coming out right this fall, if it's not out already. John, welcome back to The Rob Mader Show, my friend. Rob, thank you. An honor to be with you. And I'm I'm so entranced by the by your opening monologue that I'm landing my B-52 backwards here. <laughs> I could safely say that I've never been seen that view uh, because I was a 135 navigator at first, so I've seen that one a lot, but I never flew in the B-52. I only was a B-1 bomber uh, weapon systems officer, but uh, 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 it is still a great view, though. And the enemy doesn't <laughs> like seeing it coming. <laughs> and they're 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 gonna. My father worked on the B fifty two production line, the uh, the Y, the Y, and uh, all all the way through the Delta version. I think at E they moved to Wichita, but uh, I actually have a block of steel over there that he actually machined. Uh, well, he was a machinist on the B fifty two line, and it's a great airplane. They're gonna redo it. You know, top to bottom. I mean, I don't. Yep. I don't even get it. It doesn't even make sense. But uh, <laughs> hey, it's a great, great platform. It can hold, uh, you know, twenty uh, tomahawks, twenty larasms, twenty jasms. You put two or four of those up there. I mean, you're putting a tremendous volley of this toward the Chinese, uh, well outside their air their air defense range. Oh yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, you know the guys that I used to pull alert with in the old strategic air command days uh, against the Soviet Union the, uh, the the fly the pilots they always called it well Rob it's a bombing truck it's a bomb truck I mean when you literally land a thing it lands with all four wheels at the same all four sets of landing gear at the same time like a truck does going down a highway uh, but but uh, they were being very serious about that because it could deliver so much. Uh, to so many targets on one platform, uh, and it's only gotten better. You know, I've seen that thing fly with Coca-Cola can aluminum uh, replacing skin holes in the skin of the aircraft. Uh, I've seen it fly with what's called speed tape, which is a high-end form of duct tape uh, covering holes on it. Uh, I've seen it fly in all kinds of conditions. Uh, nothing can keep it down. Uh, and your dad, uh, you know, our hats off to men like your dad. Uh, the great Americans that uh, many of which came off of farms, ranches, you know, blue collar families and created such a wonderful uh, platform for tracking down and killing America's enemies. Uh, and I don't say that lightly either, John. I, I mean, uh, it's not wonderful to have to do that, but it is a wonderful American platform that's never been matched by the, wasn't matched by the Soviet Union with their bear bomber, hasn't been matched by the Chinese Communist uh, uh, People's Republic of China or any other uh, entity uh, in this world yet, whether it be government or non-government, uh, uh, except for the B-1. The B-1's prettier, faster, and can carry just as much, uh, if not more, at this point. So I have to give my own jet uh, a little bit more credit than that. But. Uh, but yeah, it's an amazing platform, and we appreciate your dad, man. Well, hey, you got my attention when I read your article about the Chinese satellites, uh, uh, and then a and then a follow-up one uh, that that was really fast came up about 
fires on Maui and lasers and those kind of things. So uh, first of all, the, the, the news clip there is from Wyon News. It's out of India. We got to go there to get the truth these days. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the, that's where I, I've been going a lot lately because they're a really good news organization. They put the facts out uh, and try not to propagandize uh, like we, what we get in the American media uh, and those kind of things. So tell me about this effort to put these massive numbers of satellites in low Earth orbit by the Chinese Communist Party. And what are they up to? In the next segment, we'll get to that laser firing uh, satellite that uh, we've got a clip from. But, but let's talk about the whole network right now. What are they up to, John? Well, the, the, the low Earth orbit satellite are the whole concept of going away from the big, bold, beautiful, expensive, and easy-to-target satellites that have amazing capabilities uh, but are small in numbers, and they're, you know, at, at mid and uh, high Earth orbit and geosynchronous and things like that. The LEO is a different game. This is where you get your little, you know, high school uh, uh, science project. I mean, these things, and I've been to Silicon Valley with a, well, not a lot of the original LEO and yours, and, I mean, it's these, these are the size of cereal boxes, and you put them up at low Earth orbit, and then you use laser comms between them, and that's all I'm going to talk about. You lose laser comms between them. So um, there's many of them. They're cheap. They're inexpensive. And you're going to go broke trying to shoot every one of them down. So a uh, great concept. Uh, this is just over the last few years been rapidly developing. Now, this is one of my concerns about the Chinese Leo constellation that, again, they, they'll use the nice, it's for commercial reasons, it's for research <laughs> reasons. You know, it's for, you always got to have a cover story and a cover story to the cover story to the yeah. cover story. And, um, but, you know, when the Chinese spy balloon was flying, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, a real-time intelligence that it was collecting was not going down to American cell phone towers or American ground stations, of course, obviously not. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was going up to the Chinese Leo constellation, and it's very hard for us to block, disrupt, stop, when they have so many of these little toy satellites, and these are small, inexpensive, mm -hmm. hard to track, but that hold amazing capabilities and again, the, the ability for them to laser comm between each other is uh, you're, you're actually getting the data back, back to the processing center in uh, Guangdong province a lot faster. So I'm pretty, I'm not read on any of this stuff. I don't know. I haven't read any of the classified reports. So I'm just, this is mm -hmm. just my uh, spidey senses, my professional experience, and knowing the trickery that goes on. That Chinese spy balloon was probably communicating real time to Leo, the Chinese Leo constellation, and within milliseconds, that data was was live being interpreted back at the Ministry of State Security. So, yeah, that's the game with Leo. It's a whole different operating concept from the the small number. I mean, how many GPS satellites mm -hmm. we got? What was it? Twenty four, thirty two. You know, that's yeah, but they're way funny. they're way out. They're they're way out so, there, you know, in a in a geosynchronous still, orbit. But but they're still yeah. targetable, and yeah, it's a small number, are. and they're expensive. 
they are. And, it uh, sounds a lot so, like uh, uh, Elon Musk's Starlink uh, system that he's put up, uh, you know, in the tens I, of thousands in that LEO moving fast and, and talking to each other really fast. Let's get somebody in from uh, the X space here, one of the audience members. I think James has got his uh, got his hand up there, uh, uh, Shell. Let's go to James just before we go to this break here. James, what you got? Yeah, thanks, uh, Colonel Manis. Uh, Colonel Mills, I got to tell you, I've been kind of on pins and needles since I heard you were going to be a guest today. Um, your open you. source briefings on all, on all things Southeast Asia are like second to none. And uh, if there's a way I could get those videos out on Twitter, I'd love to. Um, but I, I'm terrified. Uh, I spent a decade in Southeast Asia. My wife's Filipina. We have property over there. And, uh, you know, if Taiwan falls, China's not going to stop there. They're going to keep going. You know, they, in my opinion, they want all of Southeast Asia. Any thoughts? Oh, uh, very kind comment. Thank, thank you, sir. Um, well, yeah, they're not stopping. Once they start, uh, they're going way. They're going to the second island chain, and I got something coming yeah. out in Substack in the in the in. The, well, it's actually tonight. It's scheduled for tonight to pop out. Um, oh, yeah, they're going for the second island chain uh, right off the bat. Lao, Federated States of Micronesia, and the beautiful atoll at Ulithi. Guam, Tinian, Saipan, those last three, that's Amer those are American citizens, American sovereign territory. At a minimum, they are going to, uh, once things turn kinetic, and again, they want to defeat us and collapses through fentanyl and things like that, but uh, when they move, they're going way beyond Taiwan and the Philippines, at a minimum, the second island chain. So yeah, yeah. Now, I was concerned about the Philippines for several years. If I was a PLA planner, I'd say I'd look at Taiwan, I'd look at the Philippines. I'd look at Taiwan, I'd look at the Philippines, and I'd say, boss, let's go for the Philippines, okay? It's not worth it yeah. right now. I mean, it, I mean, everybody in the Philippines and your your wife, and I, I know this is this is not intended in any way to degrade the Filipinos, but their national their national sports are uh, karaoke and national and uh, musical chairs. So the, the Filipinos until recently have been too busy karaokeing and musical chairs, and it was going to be a cakewalk. Now, that all changed with the most recent uh, 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 ball exercises where we we suddenly announced, and a lot of this was already in the works with the Trump administration, but we swooped in and we occupied four key bases in northern Luzon and may or may not have left behind the long-range typhoon missile system, which is the truck-mounted Tomahawk, uh, and the SM6, and that's a hypersonic weapon. That's a pretty—SM6 is a great weapon. So until recently, I was very concerned it was the Philippines that was going to get hit, not Taiwan. You look at it—no yeah. it, no, no comparison. It would be a cakewalk in the Philippines versus trying to land on Taiwan. The calculus has changed a bit. And that's an improvement uh, since uh, even the last time that we talked, John. Well, we've got to take a break and make uh, pay some bills. But the next segment, folks, we'll, we'll get Colonel Mills to talk about his article he wrote about lasers firing from orbit on the Hawaiian Islands. I'm Rob Manus, Red Voice Media Network, live, X-Spaces, also truth, facts, dangerous we are because the government propaganda types don't like us. 
telling the truth and bringing you the facts. We'll be right back. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Well, Finn, uh, and fellow Americans, breaking news, Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar. Just like we heard, it's being implemented as we speak. Don't be fooled. It's not going to benefit you and me. Act now before it's too late. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow started on July 1st, 2023. So this is going to catch a lot of people off guard. Your hard-earned assets are at risk, but there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar in time, you know, with... Uh, uh, one really straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole, contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833-2-USA-GOLD. That's right. Call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide is going to outline the precise steps you need to take to immediately transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Don't let people like Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two, USA Gold, right now. Call them, 833-287-2465. That's right, call now, 833-2-USA-GOLD. Well, welcome back to the Rob Mada Show. We're talking uh, uh, China again today with uh, retired Colonel John Mills. And, and Disco, go ahead and run clip two about laser firings from satellites on orbit on the Hawaiian Islands. Now to a very unusual site captured on camera. Japanese and local astronomers say a Chinese satellite was recently seen beaming down green lasers over the islands. This video captured atop the Subaru telescope on Mauna Kea, operated by the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan. Bryce Moore has the story. The lasers flash for just a couple seconds. Initially thought to be from a NASA altimeter satellite, the Japanese put out a correction note on Monday saying NASA scientists found a most likely candidate as the ACDL instrument by the Chinese DACI-1 AEMS satellite. I went to a University of Hawaii astronomer who read up on AEMS instruments. 
to Chinese satellite that is uh, measuring pollutants, among other things. It has many different instruments on it, some kind of topographical mapping, or they're also used for measuring stuff in the Earth's atmosphere. And I think that's what it is to environmental measurement satellite. I also sat down with the former <coughs> chief of staff of Marine Forces Pacific. He had some questions. I'm not sure, this is my opinion, why the Chinese, who are probably some of the most prolific polluters on the planet, would be collecting data on pollutants on this side of the Pacific. Both experts say this isn't explicitly a spy satellite. It is cataloged and known by governments around the world. The U.S. has satellites that do the same thing. So in this case, despite all of the flurry, uh, well-deserved flurry about Chinese spy satellites and other devices, this one is just orbiting Earth and has a known orbit. The footage was taken January 28th, before the recent incident where a Chinese balloon traversed over the mainland U.S. before being shot down off the coast of South Carolina. Which brings the question, how much is the Chinese military seeing? They can shut down any communication nodes that they want if they believe that I think the public is getting too much information. So, yeah, I, I think it's more probably military than anything else. That's that's uh, makes sense. I had to ask, is this a risk to locals, to Hawaii? No, it's not a risk to Hawaii or any place else. To, we have aircraft um, making these kind of measurements all the time. If you've seen topographical maps with high precision, those are made using sometimes this kind of thing. It seems to me that uh, those tensions are there. Uh, people are a little antsy. And, you know, I think, uh, I think we just need to be a little bit more uh, aware, vigilant. I reached out to the United States Space Force to see how often Chinese satellites scan Hawaii airspace and if there's been an explanation from China. Officials are working on getting me a response and we'll bring that to you as soon as we hear back. Bryce Moore, KHON2 News, working for Hawaii. Well, John, uh, you know, there, we do a lot with lasers, uh, both in the civilian and the military world, uh, quite honestly. Uh, and, and if I had seen this clip and read your article outside of the context of the kind of strange things that keep happening on the Hawaiian Islands, uh, you know, a, a while back, the, you remember the, the, uh, the incoming missile alert? Uh, that was triggered accidentally by the command and control guys uh, that put put people on the island. I mean, getting into their, you know, I don't I don't think they've got basements, but getting down uh, into you know into their uh, ditches and bunkers if they had them and those kind of things. And then now you have these Maui fires uh, uh, that were just an incredible, uh, uh, incredibly fast phenomenon. Uh, uh, and killed so many people, and so many people are still missing, and those folks are in our prayers. Uh, and then I come ac across this story uh, and uh, and had to get you on to talk about, well, what do you think, uh, I mean, how big is the DACI-1 satellite? Is it, you know, 6,000 pounds, 10,000 pounds? Uh, I mean, this is, a, this is a, not a, a lightweight laser, if you can visibly see the beam. Uh, all the way down to the surface of the earth through the atmosphere, is it? Well, yeah, publicly announced, but we've never, we, there's no independent verification and validation. So who knows what truth is? But the Long Mark 4C, uh, at a minimum, can launch 6,000 pounds into orbit, at a minimum. I mean, there's a bunch of 
factors you have to take into account. So getting an exact number depends on so mm -hmm. many variables, but a low number, 6,000 pounds, if you're designing a package, a sensor package, a weapons pack, whatever kind of pack, 6,000 pounds is a lot to play with. I mean, yeah. that's that, that's a, you know, essentially two or three or four uh, cars that's uh, a light and a, a dry uh, light aircraft. Uh, I mean, it's all kinds of stuff. So right off the bat, you have ample room. Now, some people are poo-pooing and going, oh, you can't do that with uh, the, the power uh, requirements. And well, you know, I just, I said, well, isn't that interesting? And I just, uh, uh, I'm not going to name the vendor's name, but an American mm -hmm. vendor just came out uh, two days ago uh, touting their um, drone-killing laser that was in a 200-pound package that was the size of a mini-frid, okay? Yeah. Guys, uh, this is the year 2023, and that satellite went up in 2022. Um, you, the power, you, you know, all you need is small power source, two kilowatts, uh, and the Chinese curiously just announced a break. And you watch the South China Morning Post almost ever this morning. They were talking about 6G for tracking submarines. I didn't even know there yeah. was a 6G. So. Um, so they were just touting their ability to cool a laser so you could do extended shots. And the math on this is from space, you know, you just you, you just need to get up to around over 500. You start charring and will combust dry wood after exposure yeah. for, you know, multiple seconds. Uh, you know, under 500 degrees, you know, underbrush will start popping and igniting at 350, 400 uh, to melt plastic and the electronics on a drone, you only need to get to 200. So I, this is absolutely within the world of the technically possible. I put sure. in my Substack sub article, I said, this is a Chinese advanced force operation. And I give you the DOD definition of what an advanced force operation is, except uh, the DOD dictionary, there literally is a DOD dictionary on the joint staff, Public was on the public facing. There's also Joint Hub 3.0 Joint Operations. Both of those documents gave in detail what advanced force meant. They're now grayed out and no longer public facing. Wonder why? They've been public facing for decades. Yeah. So as long as we've had, as long as we've had an internet uh, uh, showing these documents, because we wanted potential competitors to read these documents. So. Advanced force operations are everything you do to prepare for the next phase of conflict. Everything you yeah. do. If it's fentanyl across the border, it's paramilitaries across the border, it's Chinese nationals running legal and illegal cannabis operations, it's Chinese police stations, it's all these things. I, I mean, I, I think I listed 20 plus uh, advanced. I'm running out of, I mean, it, it's a full time job just keeping track of everything they're doing trying to collapse our country. So anybody who poo-poo's the laser, the, laser, the laser story, I'm sorry, totally within the technically possible. And the LIDAR is the, the light detection and ranging. It's supposed to be yeah. the nice laser. Like if yeah. you, I had, the, I had the inside of my mouth examined to fit for an oral client. That was an example of a LIDAR. It's a safe laser that's only for measuring. Well, who's to say the Chinese aren't lying about the payload? Have we always told the truth on what our payload? Of course not. So oh, exactly is, right. 
Now, I have, a, I have a source on the ground, a great American, and we have a number of uh, relatives in Hawaii also, who has uh, samples. I, uh, he asked, if, did he want me to collect samples? And I said, sure, collect five samples at least. Uh, mm -hmm. So anybody, anybody who knows a scientific lab that would be willing to look at these for evidence of possible uh, directed energy weapon uh, charring, please let yeah. me know. Please let me know. And, and for that gentleman who called in, just real quick, um, he wants to put any of my stuff on Twitter. Go for it. I'm, I'm in a legal battle with Twitter right now. Uh, it's a big issue. Um, but, uh, but sure, put it on Twitter. Just give me proper citation and uh, go for any of those films. Get there on Substack. They're on Getter. Transfer yeah. them over. Thank, thank you to that gentleman. But yeah. absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I did a lot of work uh, in directed energy uh, uh, from the executive level before I left uh, active duty, and this is entirely. Uh, in the realm of the possible, so I don't know what these people are thinking, but it looks like we got a one hand up in the in the X uh, Spaces audience. Cat, uh, uh, what do you got for us before we go to break here, real quick, about these lasers being fired from orbit? Well, I think it's insane that if anybody thinks that China is the veritable of environmentalness, there. I mean, come on, um, <laughs> the largest polluter in the world besides India. Um, but I kind of had a question for both of you, because I tweet about China's interest in Taiwan a lot. And I mean, it's like, I feel like I have to say to people, you know, if they do go into Taiwan, you can say bye-bye to your cell phones, because they're the 60% uh, manufacturer of chips. It's like mm -hmm. sayonara. So I, what I'm trying to say is, how do you get people to take this seriously? Because I'll tweet it, and I'm, I'm stunned at how lack of interest people have in China, because China is our absolute number one enemy, I believe. I don't know yeah, if you guys believe I mean, it. I, I believe it. Uh, I know Colonel Mills believe it, believes it. I'll take the first shot at, at, uh, at an answer uh, back to you, is that is that the best option that the United States can do is rally the allies to, to beef up our deterrence capability get focused on this and t get our focus off of things that we don't need to be focused on, uh, such as the craziness in the in the Ukraine and the way people are thinking about Russia. Uh, yeah, there's some bad things going on there, but it's taking our focus on building our deterrent capability and rebuilding our political will to be able to deter China. That is the best course of action, because going to war is not just going to take your your chips away, your iPhone production, a lot of Tesla production, all kinds of productions happening uh, on the main uh, in the on the mainland China uh, that comes directly here, and that will all go away very rapidly. John, I'll let you have it for uh, thirty seconds, and then I got to go to a break. Well, yeah, Kat, great question and comment. Uh, if Americans are not uh, stunned uh, and motivated by ten thousand Americans a month dying from Chinese fentanyl made by, with, under Chinese supervision in northern Mexico, I don't frankly know what to get their attention on. I mean, Americans have just been indoctrinated, dumbed down. I mean, the, 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 if they don't get the fentanyl zombies on the street are a direct tip of the spear of the war against America, I frankly don't know what to get them. But with the chip, if you bought a car, 95% chance that chip in the car came from Taiwan. I just bought a new Apple computer, iMac, and uh, onboard storage 
plummeted 90%. Why? I can't get a straight answer, but it's the chip war. It's the chip yeah. war. So, I mean, we need these chips. I used to be the, 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 the liaison to, to the Ministry of National Defense in Taiwan. Got to know them really well. And there's just something in the water. They know how to make chips. And they know how to make them. We're 95% chance uh, that if you bought a major product with a chip in it, it came from Taiwan. That's what the Chinese are after. Need chips. Absolutely right, my friend. Well, we've got to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about the BRICS summit uh, and a little bit about the economic troubles that China's facing. They're not the big economic powerhouse that a lot of people think they are, and cracks are starting to show. I'm Rob Manus, live on Red Voice Media Network and X Spaces. We'll be right back after these messages. How in the world could such a small group of people with limited resources change world history? But in fact, that's happening, and it's the power of the truth. The truth is like kryptonite. Healthcare isn't, in some sense, working very well. Foster Colson is thinking about this. He's got a new company, an online healthcare platform called The Wellness Company. Telehealth company called The Wellness Company. The Wellness Company. TWC.health is The Wellness Company. The most popular product is the detoxification supplement that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and it's occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substance is combating this man-made disaster. Ministers of five emerging economies met in South Africa's Cape Town. Top diplomats at the BRICS Group of Nations reasserted their bloc's ambition to rival Western powers. However, their talks in South Africa were overshadowed by one crucial question. Will the Russian president be arrested if he sets foot in South Africa? South African Foreign Minister Naledi Pandor says her country was mulling options if Vladimir Putin came to the planned BRICS summit in Johannesburg. The International Criminal Court has issued a warrant against the Russian president. As a member of the ICC, South Africa would theoretically be required to arrest Putin. The South African foreign minister was bombarded with questions about the same. As she arrived for a first round of talks with representatives from Brazil, Russia, India and China. Vladimir Putin has not confirmed his plans. Kremlin has only said that Russia would take part at the proper level. Once viewed as a loose, largely symbolic association of emerging economies, BRICS has in recent years taken more concrete shape. Driven initially by Beijing, the grouping found a new patron in Russia. Since the start of the Ukraine war in February 2022, in their opening remarks before their private talks, the diplomats from BRICS nations spoke in similar terms of their bloc's aspiration to provide leadership in a multipolar world. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov accused Western powers of using sanctions against his and other countries as an instrument of colonialism. 
and to unfairly suppress rivals in the global power struggle. India's foreign minister also spoke of the concentration of economic power in a few hands. He also underlined the need to reform global decision-making, including by the United Nations Security Council. It is therefore imperative that BRICS members demonstrate sincerity in regard to reforming global decision-making, including that of the UN Security Council. Excellencies, at the heart of the problems we face is economic concentration that leaves too many nations at the mercy of too few. BRICS leaders have said they are open to admitting new members and expansion is likely on the agenda of the ongoing meeting. Iran's foreign minister and his Saudi counterpart were both present in Cape Town to participate in the BRICS forum. Weon is now available in your country. Download the app now and get all the news. Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show. And uh, uh, we're talking with retired uh, Colonel John Mills today about uh, the issues going on with the Chinese Communist Party and the fact that they are in unrestricted warfare with the West. And that little clip there about BRICS, there's a, there's a little bit to unpack in there. I wanted to leave the part about Putin and the International Criminal Court in there, uh, just to make the point that this is the reason the United States is not part of that. We wouldn't sign up to it because we don't want our people uh, to get arrested based on some crazy warrant that hasn't been proven and those kind of things. That's number one. Uh, but number two, the bigger picture on BRICS, John, is that, is that uh, uh, these countries are banding together, not necessarily as enemies of the West, but uh, in order to uh, pu push leverage against, they didn't say it, but the G7, really. The economic power of the G7 uh, is, uh, is really what I think BRICS is all about. Uh, uh, but China is really the big dog in that organization. And uh, they are uh, using it to uh, not only uh, increase their leverage on economics uh, in the global economy and everything, but also to kind of hug, you know, pull, pull their friends in close to them uh, in order to insulate themselves from the Western approach to the global economy, aren't they? Yeah, it's a, it's competition. It's an alternative to the G7, which are the core countries, obviously, with the United States, UK, France, Japan, uh, you know, and the others at G7. It used to be the G8, and then Russia was asked to leave. It's competition. Yeah. It's an alternative uh, world of view, but it's really about reserve currency. And being the reserve currency, there's not a formal vote. There's it's just how do different countries feel? How do they feel about which country is most viable for the future? And since Bretton Woods in 1944, it's really been the U.S. dollar that supplanted the uh, almighty. Uh, royal pound of great, of great Britain as the world reserve currency. When you're the reserve currency, one of the key things you can do is sanction. You can say, hey, banks, stop doing this or stop doing that. And they go, why? And you say, because I said so. And then they follow yeah. your lead. And that's, uh, sanctions are a one tool in the uh, instruments of national power toolkit. 
um, this administration uh, is very sanction happy. Uh, sanctions can have some effect, but they can also over time degrade in effectiveness and they can be worked around. Iran is a perfect example. They've been sanctioned on everything and they keep on cheating and keep on getting away with it because our sanction yeah. system is slow to adapt and respond. So this, this summit, um, I, one key indicator I've been watching for, it, and it's, uh, it's uh, Wednesday night right now, uh, right now it's uh, right now it's Thursday morning in China. I'm looking mm -hmm. for indicators on the safe return of Xi to China. Because remember, last time he left the country uh, last fall, he went to his Uzbekistan to uh, and and Putin came and groveled to him and apologized for how uh, things were not going according to plan in the right. Ukraine. And then she came back, and then. Two months of, of, of palace intrigue and rumors as essentially a coup was going on, multiple mm -hmm. coups were going on, and then you had the white paper uh, uprising across the country, which almost totally overwhelmed and toppled the Chinese Communist Party. So I'm looking for indicators of that. Now, the BRICS is right now, uh, you know, with Brazil, which now has Luna uh, as a as a project. Uh, then you have uh, Russia, which uh, uh, Putin was uh, was concerned about a possible arrest warrant and being arrested. Uh, right. In India, India, uh, China, and South Africa. Now a number of other countries: uh, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, uh, United Arab Emirates. Uh, they, they uh, I think there's there roughly twenty that have applied. What does it really mean? It's 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 further degradation of the perception of the dollar as the real currency for the future. It's not just an immediate light switch on and off. Like mm -hmm. we've lost the reserve currency. Boom. It's over. Done. Now, I mean, this is, it takes time and it's just further degradation. Uh, it's, and you know, in the past, the BRICS meetings have been a little bit of a nothing burger at the end. They get together, they talk, they say, we don't want to be dominated. They do a memo, and then nothing happens until several years later when they get together again. Okay, so yeah. undecided, but this is further evidence that because of the lack of leadership from this occupant of the of our White House, um, mm -hmm. they they question the viability of the United States under Trump. Like him or not, they said the United States is the future. The dollar is the reserve currency. That's it. With under yeah. Biden, they don't seem to care, know, or understand the importance of the reserve currency, uh, bought off, corrupt, et cetera. So I, I, it, yeah. it remains to be seen what really happens. And I'm, I've been waiting for indicators. Did she safely land without a coup? Yeah, that's a that's a good one to watch. Uh, you know, uh, fortunately, we don't have two major communist nations to watch anymore. You know, the Russians aren't the Soviet Union anymore, uh, because that's the standard way of uh, removing uh, a leader that the Politburo uh, didn't like. Was wait till they leave the country and then take them out something in one way or the other when they uh, try to come back in and those kind of things. Do you think that? Uh, China's economic problems. I know. I mean, I, Evergrande's going bankrupt. That's their big real estate uh, thing. Their economy's showing these cracks. Uh, 
Do you think they're going to, and I think they are in a way because the BRICS decided they would use their local currency to do trading with each other uh, in this latest round. And you see, you've seen some of that already uh, or other means like Iran traded oil for something they, some things they bought from China and, and those kind of things. Uh, do you think China is, is trying to use that organization to, uh, to shore up its economy uh, so that it can get back on its feet? Because it's really not looking good from an economic perspective internally uh, in communist China right now, is it? Yeah, China was on a roll uh, up until about two weeks out from the BRICS conference. Everything was going their way. Um, the Biden team, absolutely uh, pathetic, uh, ineffective, hapless, groveling. I mean, um, there's been this, now we have four, um, we, we had uh, American senior officials starting with Yellen and uh, then Blinken and then um, Lurch and then uh, Romano. Uh, so we're just going over on this apology tour of we can't separate. They don't they don't understand yeah. the term decouple is not a Trump term. Navarro and Trump did not come up with decouple. The person who said we must decouple is she when he took over in yeah. 2012. Decoupling mm -hmm. is a Chinese term. They want to decouple, and yet they they're they're under this they're under this delusion that we're the ones who want to decouple. They're the ones. She said we're going to decouple. My attitude is fine. Let them decouple. But um, the she so two weeks out, everything was going. I mean, he had you know peace deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia, getting the pipeline yeah. from Iran. You know, uh, the further degradation of the dollar is the, and then two weeks out, floods in Beijing that yep. uh, the Chinese Communist Party flooded, uh, uh, flooded vast swath of citizenry uh, because they wanted to save the the homes of the CCP elite, which caused mm -hmm. extreme uh, uh, um, upset uh, and riled up Chinese citizens, and also. Um, the, the essentially the collapse. They now have deflation. Inflation is bad. Deflation is far worse. Deflation yeah. means the whole mythology about what's been going on in China. The chickens have come home to roost. They're out of runway. A lie. Uh, they can't lie anymore. Out of this, their their whole. Re you mentioned Evergrande, their largest uh, real estate uh, firm is uh, just, it, it's a total, total uh, fraud, and they're collapsing huge, huge, uh, being 30, 40% of vacancy and of being overbuilt on uh, high rises, on cities, on single family, they're single family homes. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that was the future. Everybody in China wanted us, not, none of, no more of this uh, condominium living. They wanted mm -hmm. single family homes. That's all just gone up in smoke. And there's investors, they're saying, where are Chinese citizens? Where's my money? So about two weeks out, he at home was suddenly wobbly and perilous. And then he went to this gathering. First day didn't, the first couple of days didn't really go well. He was kind of absent. And then when he finally did show up, they had this bizarre entrance where uh, uh, some of his people tried to follow him in, and the next thing you know, they're they're wrestling and shoving with the South African guards. Um, mm -hmm. She wasn't she wasn't on the top of his game here, and then you know, and then he really 
aggressively says, hey, you countries, join us. Let's topple the dollar and the United States. And I, I think Saudi Arabia is just playing both sides of the fence. Uh, the, yeah. the Biden team has been horrible to the Saudis, uh, just absolutely ugly and obnoxious to the Saudis. It's shameful. I mean, I, I knew a bunch of Saudi, Saudi attaches, and it's shameful how they're being treated. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, uh, MBS, the leader of uh, Saudi Arabia, says, okay, fine, you don't want our oil? Uh, going to you know, harass me constantly about, um, uh, 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 oh, the gentleman that was killed in uh, Turkey. The, uh, yeah, the propagandist. Uh, yeah, yeah, who was a member of the Muslim Brotherhood, yeah. the Saudi royal family. Um, exactly. So, Khashoggi, and then, you know, so... M uh, MBS just says, okay, fine. Uh, we're just going to cut a deal with China. And then next thing you know, you got Jake yeah. Sullivan, you got Blinken running over there. Saudis, Saudis, please don't go away. Please, please. Well, you <laughs> it. It, it, they did not, they were not treated well. And I don't blame exactly. them at all for, they're exactly playing both right. sides of the fence. They're going to say, we're not, we're not yeah. necessarily going away from the dollar, but we're, we're going to try this, uh, you know, selling oil in, in Chinese. Oh, economy. you bet. You know, yeah. You know, so they're, they're Good for them. You know, they're Saudi first, which they should be. We should be America first. Exactly. Uh, we're everything, everything but America first. So hat a hat tip to the Saudi. They're doing exactly. Their well, we've, we've got a we've got a question from uh, we've got a question from the X Spaces audience. Uh, Chad Caton, wh what do you want to say? Can somebody tell me? And uh, hey, Colonel, 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 Colonel. Um, oh, can that's somebody good. tell me what our actual our actual policy is with China. You know, we, we, they own a ton of our debt. They're, they're working to deflate the dollar. At the same time, we have mad uh, distribution and, and uh, American companies still over there using Chinese labor for the cheapest price for Americans. I'm just trying to understand what is the actual policy, especially from the Bidens. Trump tried to tariff the hell out of them. I'm just really wanting to know, do we even have a policy? Because it seems like we're just placating to the Chinese government. <laughs> Well, let me let me just say this, Chad. I want to play clip forward this go, and then John and I will uh, will uh, will talk about that policy because clip forward the next and this last segment, uh, we're not going to take a break. Let's go ahead and play clip forward this go, and then we'll get into that, Chad, uh, uh, because there is one, but kind of like I said in the opening monologue, we're muddling through things, and we really are weak right now. Go ahead, and clip forward this go. Moving on now, the tensions in the South Pacific region is again escalating as Taiwan has reported the highest number of Navy vessels around the country in a single day in recent times. According to the Ministry of National Defense, just last week, 16 Chinese Navy vessels and 15 Chinese military aircraft were detected in the region of Taiwan in the time period of 24 hours. Taiwanese authorities said that they are monitoring the situation. They also added that they have tasked aircrafts, Navy vessels and land-based missile systems to respond to such activities. The authorities claimed that three aircraft entered Taiwan's Southwest Air Defense Identification Zone. This includes two multi-role Chinese fighter jets. Some media reports suggest that 73 Chinese aircraft crossed the Taiwanese Strait's median line last week. 
Now, since September of 2020, China has increased the number of military aircraft and naval ships operating around Taiwan. China claims the self-governing democracy as its own territory. The situation escalated again after the visit by former U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And since then, Taiwan has been reporting such activities around its waters regularly. Okay, Disco, you can, you can take it down. Uh, you know, John, uh, I think the economic weakness actually puts us in, in a danger zone. I mean, even Congressman Mike Gallagher, the chairman of the Select Committee on the Communist Chinese Party, uh, he, he said that we have entered the window of maximum danger uh, with regards to kinetic confrontation from the CCP over Taiwan. Uh, and that gets back to uh, uh, U.S. Navy CB Chad Caton. That's who that was calling us both colonel there with kind of a, a snarky uh, tone there, uh, which I appreciate because we go back and forth. But, uh, but that is the reason why I wanted to show that clip and, and, and take a stab at his question about what is our policy? I think I know what it is, but you tell them, John. Well, okay, let's go to the core document. Uh, the Biden team has put out a national security strategy. You want to know where policy comes from? It comes from the national security strategy that is now out. And to be honest, what's bizarre, it's not that much different from the Trump national security strategy. Now, they've they tried to be clever, and they say instead of the era of great power competition, uh, we, we're strategic competitors. But I'm detecting more and more and more frustration with the Biden team. But the policy, if you actually look at it, it's it, it just a slightly edited version of the Trump national security uh, strategy. Yeah. The problem is actual implementation, and then do they even believe what they write? Because the problem is you have the senior officials, such as Blinken. Blinken is first and foremost, should be the lead on this. He clearly, I mean, he's one of the guys who used the UPenn Biden um, um, nonprofit to, uh, to be a partisan center and create the 51 intel officer letter that was a lie. So he's bought, he's, He's definitely uh, two-minded. Um, he doesn't have a moral foundation on a known starting point. So I don't think he even knows what he wants. He said, well, hey, you're the one who approved the national, you know, the national security strategy. Do you not believe what's in there? I mean, the guy is horrible at actual implementation. He's wishy-washy. He goes to China, you know, uh, he's he, on the he's the second one after crazy cat lady yelling. He goes there and he goes, uh, Brian, again, we don't, you know, we don't want to decouple. It's not us saying decouple, it's them. And uh, they and he says, oh, but then the spy base story broke in, in Cuba and he tried to be stern with them. And then he got his, uh, yeah. his tail, tail kicked on the way home. So in flight on the way home, the Chinese said, um, yeah, that's right. We got a spy base. And not only a spy base, we're going to do military training at this, in addition to this exactly. spy base. Exactly. So they really they stuck it to uh, Eddie Haskell Blinken. We actually have a written policy, but they obviously don't follow it. Don't even believe. I mean, you know, Blinken and Jake Sullivan are the ones who approved that document and had had pen all over it. And obviously, they they don't believe it. They don't follow it. Uh, they're they're uh, uh, 
dual-minded, uh, serving two masters. Um, mm -hmm. You know, BlackRock, uh, payments from China, and supposedly the American people. So they're yeah. two-minded. Yeah, I agree with you, and uh, that's the problem. And deterrence fails, especially nuclear deterrence, when your government demonstrates a lack of political will and ability to follow through on their own national security strategy and to be able to uh, put in the mind of the potential adversary that they will push the button uh, if they decide, if China decides to attack us uh, with kinetic means. And that's the problem, my friend. Well, John, thank you very much for being with us today. And thank you folks over in the X Spaces audience. We appreciate you guys. This is fantastic. I love taking calls. Uh, you can find Colonel Mills on Getter, Substack. Go to his Substack, man. It's a wealth of information. He's got some great uh, posts on there. Uh, and do share his stuff on Twitter uh, because Twitter booted him off. I know they did a while ago, uh, but all of his stuff is right there on the Substack. And just make sure you attribute it to Colonel retired John Mills, U.S. Army and former uh, senior DOD official. Until tomorrow, which is Truth Thursday, where we'll be talking about the presidential race with uh, Larry Ward, uh, who is an old friend of the show and an old friend of mine. And it's not looking good for anybody but Donald J. Trump. I'll see you tomorrow on Red Voice Media Network. <laughs>
plan that features natokinase. Natokinase is the only enzyme that we're aware of right now that dissolves the spike protein. Spike protein is loaded in the body with the COVID-19 infection and definitely with the vaccines. We've been completely accurate on the spread of the virus, early treatment, on the deficiencies in hospital care, and now the deaths that are occurring after vaccination. This is a human outrage and is occurring at the end of a hypodermic needle. Isn't it interesting? Natural substances combating this man-made disaster. Moms and dads of America, you love your kids. You love God. You love this country. And you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books. They are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember, the land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. my pillow my passion was to help each and every one of you and 20 years later all of your support is what keeps us going because of you we've been able to create thousands of usa jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever to thank you my employees and i are bringing you a limited edition my pillow the giza elegance my pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill the most amazing cotton and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. 
Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM network and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% 